Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Shambach School of Ministry. Shambach School of Ministry is run by Donna Shambach, daughter of world-renowned evangelist R.W. Shambach. You don't have to be a pastor or minister to take courses from Shambach School of Ministry. All you need is a hunger for the Lord. Any Christian would benefit from taking these classes. Also, anyone on church staff or who volunteers at your local church should sign up because I promise you every single course will give you practical knowledge about how to better serve the Lord in your position. In each course, you'll learn from Sister Shambach's years of ministry experience, how to practically apply what you're learning, and how to have integrity while you're ministering. One of the best parts is that each course is affordable and you work at your own pace. So you pick a course and you pay the fee, then you go through it as it fits your schedule. You don't even have to take courses back to back, you can take them as you're available. And you'll watch videos and respond for each one, and for many of the courses, you'll also receive a companion book with classes like Evangelism and the Holy Spirit, Understanding Evangelism, Spiritual Leadership, Knowing the Holy Spirit, and the Blood Covenant. You are sure to be blessed by the courses. And at the end of each one, you'll receive a certificate of completion. I can't say enough good things about Shambach School of Ministry. I'm taking classes personally, and I encourage everyone listening to sign up as well. Don't miss this opportunity to grow in the Lord and also learn how to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go get signed up today. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. What a great day in the Lord, and I trust that you're being blessed. We have had some amazing services over the last few weeks at church, and uh, I just know that God is beginning something fresh, beginning something new in the body of Christ, and I pray that you're open to receive it because he wants to pour it out. He wants to give it to us. Um, We just have to be willing to accept it, willing to receive what he's doing. And a part of that is one of the prayers I pray often is, God, I just want to be a part of what you're doing, whatever it is, whatever you're doing here in the earth. I want to take part in it. I want to be a part of it. So I thank God for you. I thank God that you're listening today. And I want to share with you something from my heart today. And it is found in Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 22 talks about how God spoke to Abraham and said to Abraham, I want you to take your son Isaac up on the mountain and sacrifice your son. And I'm going to read uh, that scripture, that portion of scripture to you today. It's a decently long portion, but I want you to hear it. I want you to get it. The Bible says, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood of the burnt offering and arose and went to the place that God had told him. 
Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go there and worship and then return to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And he said, here is the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place that God had told him. So Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on the wood. Then Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hands on the boy or do anything to him, because now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called that name of that place, the Lord will provide, Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Now, this is a long portion of scripture, but it talks about God telling Abraham, Abraham, you take your son, Isaac, up to Mount Moriah. You take him there and you sacrifice him. God did not tell Abraham the end from the beginning. God did not tell Abraham that uh, he would have a ram in the thicket up there. He did not tell him that he would have a propitiation, someone to be a substitute for Isaac. He did not tell him that. He told him that he was going to have to sacrifice Isaac. He let Abraham know that this is what he wanted and this is what he expected. So Abraham took Isaac. He took two of his young men. He took a donkey. He took wood. He took fire. He took a knife and they started their journey. And three days into their journey, they uh, got to a place where Abraham looked up and saw Mount Moriah. And Abraham said to his servants, all right, you have to stay here. You can't come along any farther. And he said, I'm going to take Isaac with me. I'm going to take the fire, the wood, the knife, and we're going to go up on the mountain. And there's going to be an altar built. And I am going to uh, do what I need to do to worship. He said, Isaac and I are going to worship the Lord. So that's all anyone knew. And on the way up, Isaac began to ask questions. Dad, where's this ram? Where's where's the lamb that's going to be the sacrifice? Where is the sacrifice for on the altar? And Abraham, in faith, said God will provide for himself a ram. God will provide for himself a lamb, he said. And so they go up the mountain and they get to this this altar. They, they build this altar here on this mountain. Abraham ties up Isaac and at this point, Isaac's mind must have been racing. Like, Dad, what are you going to do here? What, what is happening that you're tying me up and, and you're, you're placing me on the altar? What is happening here? And Abraham's mind must have just been racing because the Bible tells us uh, early on in Genesis chapter 22 that Abraham loved Isaac. He absolutely adored Isaac, and and this was his son that had been promised by God. This was his promise from the Lord, and Abraham had to take this son that he absolutely adored up on the mountain 
to sacrifice him because all they knew in their minds was uh, Isaac didn't know the full amount of what Abraham had been told by God, but Isaac had some probably had some sort of inkling after he was tied up and laid on the altar what was going to happen, and Abraham had uh he was speaking out in faith the whole time but my it must have been hard to take the son that he loved the one that he absolutely adored up on the mountain to sacrifice him and uh we know the story it says that abraham raised the knife to kill isaac and all of a sudden the angel spoke to him from heaven and said don't touch the boy don't lay your hands on the boy and all of a sudden they saw and heard a ram in the thicket uh, that had been caught to be Isaac's substitute, to to put Isaac, uh, to take Isaac off the altar, and to be able to be sacrificed instead of Isaac, and um, what a joyous day! I'm sure Abraham and Isaac really rejoiced <laughs> when Abraham, you know, loosed the ropes on Isaac and took him off of the altar, and then bound that ram up and sacrificed the ram. I'm sure that. Um, there was probably a lot of explaining to do on Abraham's part that, you know, I was just doing what God told me to do. And, uh, you know, it was probably a moment of joy. It was probably a moment of tears up on that mountain. But what I want to bring to you today out of this portion of scripture, and I know a lot of people preach from the angle that, uh, you know, this, this is a type in a shadow of Jesus Christ coming. This is a type in the shadow of uh, Jesus coming and dying on the cross in our place. Jesus was our lamb, the Passover lamb. He was the one who took our place as a sacrifice. And a lot of people will preach that angle. A lot of people will preach a lot of different angles uh, from this passage of scripture. But I want to come to you from the perspective of Abraham today. And I want to um, ask you a question. What is it that you would be willing to lay down so that you could have the glory of God in your life? What is it that you would give up? What is it that you would put on the altar, so to speak, and give as a sacrifice to God in order that you could have the fullness of God's glory and power in your life, in operation in your life? Abraham was willing to sacrifice his own child. Abraham was willing to take his own son up on the mountain and sacrifice him as an offering to God if that's what God required. If that's what God wanted out of him, Abraham said, I'll give it to you, Lord. I'll give it to you, Lord. What are you willing to sacrifice or what are you willing to not sacrifice? Maybe that's a better question. Maybe the question is, what are you not willing to give up in order that God will move in your life and and God's power will be in your life. Because a lot of people have certain areas of their life that they, they hold on to. They have certain areas of their life that they want as their own and they do not want God to touch those. And for a lot of people, that's some sort of pet sin. I know I've been talking about sin a lot lately. Listen, we are we're seeing such an unprecedented amount of sin 
creep into the church and creep into the the it's not even creeping into the nation it's here it's it's come in like a flood but sin has slowly seeped into the church and and i see so much of it inside the church people who are doing things that they should not be doing inside the church and some people for uh for god to operate in your life you would have to give up that sin you'd have to let go of that sin that you you have held so dearly to and craved and and that sin that you have just held on to and you've covered it up and you've you've kept it as your own and you've kept it as a little pet and there are other people who it wouldn't it's not a sin it's it would be something else maybe god would want you to give up social media maybe god would want you to give up uh give up something that uh, that you spend your time on, your hobby, uh, whatever your hobby might be. Maybe God will want you to give up something that you're focusing your time on, that you are spending time on that thing instead of focusing on God. Spending time on that thing instead of spending time in prayer. Spending time on that thing instead of uh, living all that you can for God. You're distracted because you're watching TV or you're on social media or you're on the internet, whatever it is. Uh, we have got to be willing to say, God, what is it that you want from me? What is it, God, that you would have me lay down so that I can have your power and your glory in my life? These are the last days, church. These are the very last days. And we've got a lot of work to do in a short amount of time. And in order to do what it is that needs to be done, we need to be vessels of God's power. We need to be vessels of God's glory. And we need to carry the anointing. We need to carry the power of God with us wherever we go. And we need to have it in its fullest extent. And I know people don't like to hear that there are certain things that you have to give up in order to be uh, a powerful man or woman of God. There are certain things that you have to let go of to be a powerful man or woman of God. But listen, it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. You can go in the greasy grace message and you can go on in that message that tells you you can do whatever you want to and grace will cover it. And I absolutely agree that grace will cover things, that, that grace will cover your sin. I am a, a firm believer in that. I am a recipient of God's grace, but that doesn't mean that we just go on and expect God to pour out his glory and his power on us with no, uh, no sacrifice on our part and no, uh, no laying anything down on our part. Listen, salvation is a free gift. Salvation is an absolutely free gift for you. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You couldn't do anything to earn it. You couldn't do anything to get it. You had to rely completely on Jesus Christ and his sacrifice in order to be saved. But, and a big but here, salvation is free, but the anointing and the power of God will cost you something. They will cost you something. Having the glory of God on your life will cost you something. You're going to have to lay things down. You're going to have to give things up. You're going to have to say, everybody else can go do that. Everybody else can. And it, it might not be even sin. It might not be something that's bad. It might be everybody else can uh, sit down and watch uh, a certain television show at a certain time of the night. But I cannot because I need to spend time with the Lord. Everybody else can go have a social gathering. Everybody else can go uh, have fun 
at, at a dinner or whatever, but I can't because I've got to spend time with the Lord. I haven't had my time with the Lord. That's the kind of commitment. That's the kind of walk that God is looking for today in some people. And God is willing to pour out his spirit. God wants to pour out his spirit, but he wants people who are going to go the extra mile to get it. He's not just going to give it to everybody. Otherwise, everyone would have it. He's going to give it to the ones who are willing to sacrifice just like Abraham and lay down something that they love. Lay down something that's a part of their life or that maybe has been a part of their life for many years. God is looking for Abrahams who are saying, you know what, God, whatever it is that you ask for me, whatever it is, God, that you want from my life that I can hand over to you, that I can put on the proverbial altar and sacrifice to you as an offering, whatever it is, God, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. If it's a hobby, God, I'll give it to you. If it's, if God, if I have to uh, downsize, God, if I have to downsize and live in a, a smaller house or God, if I have to sell my car and get another vehicle that's, that's cheaper that I can make a, a smaller payment on God, whatever it is. And I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm just coming up with this stuff off the top of my head. Listen, God will ask you for things. If you want the power and the glory of God on your life, he will ask you for things and the blessing will only go so far as you were obedient. We have raised up a generation of people in the United States that have felt so entitled that that they have just been handed every single thing that they've not had to work for anything that they've not had to uh, they've not had to toil, they've not had to to struggle to get things. There's a whole generation of people who feel like everything should be given to them. Everything should be given to them without any cost, without any effort. Uh, they should just be able to go and get whatever they want. And they've, they've treated God the same way. We have treated God the same way. That whatever we need from God, he should just provide, and that's it. No obedience required, no sacrifice required, no offering required, nothing required of us that God is just the, the great... Uh, genie in the sky that will just pour out blessings on us and will pour out his power and his spirit on us without any effort, without any prayer, without any fasting or studying the word, without giving anything up at all. Everybody just wants God to just pour out, pour out on them. No prayer meetings, nothing. But when the time comes for the blessing to be handed out, they stand with their hand wide open and, and asking God for the blessings. And I'm telling you, the ones who saw the greatest blessings, the ones who saw the greatest anointing on their lives, the ones who saw miracles operate in their ministry, miracles operate in their life, uh, the ones who saw prayers answered were the ones in the Bible who made sacrifices, who gave up things, who lived a consecrated life, who lived a life of separation from the world, they're the ones who saw God move in their ministries, in their lives. And, and some of them even weren't, weren't even ministers. I'm just throwing that out there. Many people want the power of God. Many people want their prayers answered. They're not willing to give anything up. And it goes right. It goes from Bible times clear up through history to the present day. The revivalists of the past, the people who saw miracles in their tent, tent meetings, the people who saw 
uh, revivals hit, the people who saw revival take place in Brownsville, the people who saw revival take place on Azusa Street. Listen, nothing happens just by chance. It happens because someone laid something down in order that they could have it. Something something was sacrificed, whether it was time, whether it was energy, effort, whether it was money, something was sacrificed, whether it was prayer, something was something was given up something was sacrificed in order that they would have the power of god flowing in their lives and we've got to get into that mindset that something is going to have to be sacrificed in order for us to have the power of god in our lives something's going to have to be sacrificed it's it's just the way it is and people don't want to hear that this this podcast might tank totally it might not get very many listens but i'm telling you right now if you want god's power and glory in your life you've got to be willing to lay something down and what that thing is you may already know it you may already know what god is asking of you you may already know what god wants you to lay down as you're listening to this it might be something small it might be something, just a habit. It might be something, hey, God may want you to lay down uh, a food item that you like, that, that you just you just enjoy a certain snack or you just enjoy a certain beverage, whatever. God may be wanting you to lay down uh, an addiction that you have, a bondage that you have of some sort that uh, that you have spent time and money on and you've just, it's, it's wasted years of your life because you've been addicted God may want you to lay down a certain hobby. Maybe you spend too much time uh, golfing, or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you spend too much time uh, on on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Maybe you spend too much time on those things, and they're pulling you away from God. And God's gonna say, "Hey, I want that. Delete your account." Whatever it is, whatever it is, you've got to know that the only way. For the power and the glory to come into your life is for you to be obedient to God. So today I challenge you, ask God what it is. Ask God, what God would you have me lay down? What God would you have me pour out for you so that you can fill my life with your glory and power and your anointing and your authority? What is it, God, that I could give up so that you could move in my life in the fullest extent possible? Because God, I know the days are short. I know that the time is now if we're ever going to do ministry, if we're ever going to see healings and signs and wonders, if we're ever going to have revival, the time is now. It's not later. There is not much time left. There's a lot of information coming out, a lot of things taking place all over the world. And I can see that the time is short. So we've got to get to work if we're ever going to do it. We've got to get to work now. We've got to get to work now. And that's my encouragement for you today. Ask God what it is. If there's something that that you could lay down for his glory, if there's something that you could sacrifice on the altar for his glory, and the best thing is, the best thing is, is the end of this story. God gives Abraham... God gives Abraham a ram in the thicket. He gives Abraham a ram in the thicket because Abraham was willing to sacrifice his his love, his son, because Abraham was willing to give that up 
God not only provided a substitute, but God did something even greater. Reading on in verse 15, it says this, Then the angel of the Lord came to Abraham out of heaven a second time and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and you have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you and I will indeed multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and as the sand that is on the seashore. Your descendants will possess the gate of their enemies. Through your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. You have obeyed my voice, so I'm going to bless you. In the end, the blessing was greater than what Abraham had to lay down. Yes, I know he got his son back, but a lot of the time, God isn't going to give you what you asked, what, what he asked for back. God is going to require you to lay it on the altar and sacrifice it. But in the end, God gives a ram in the thicket to Abraham, and God blesses Abraham for his obedience. He says, all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. All your descendants will be blessed because you have not withheld your son from me. I'm going to bless you beyond measure. And that's the thing. Everybody listening to this, please listen. God will not ask something from you that he is not willing to return something greater into your hands. God, when he asks you for something, will give you something far better than what you had to lay down. Far better than the the tears and the struggle that it was for Abraham to try to climb that mountain with his son, knowing what was about to happen. Far better than the fear in their hearts. Far better than anything that they went through, the sleepless nights that they went Went through far better than anything the, the 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 shaking and the trembling as they climbed the mountain far better than anything god gave them a great blessing after abraham was obedient and i believe for you that if god asks you to lay something down for him he's going to give you a blessing that is far greater the blessing will be far greater than anything that he asked from you So know that today, be encouraged today, begin to ask God, God, is there something in my life you want me to lay down? Something in my life that's keeping me from you, something in in my life that will not allow your power and your glory to flow through me, and he's gonna tell you. So be faithful, listen, be obedient, and do what he tells you to do, and I promise you the great blessing will come after you lay down the sacrifice that he wants you to lay down. I want to pray the sinner's prayer with you today. If you're listening to this podcast, you've never accepted Jesus into your life, or maybe you need to recommit your life to him. If you've been away from the Lord for a while, you haven't had a relationship with him. This is so important. Your eternal soul is in the balance. Your eternal soul is what will live forever. Once your body and your flesh go into the ground, your eternal soul is what's going to live forever. And it's got to be right with the Lord when that time comes for you to die. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you need to know the Lord, just pray this prayer along with me. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, that he rose again, and that his blood has the power to cleanse me. So wash me. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you all the days of my life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, I thank you so much for listening today. I pray that you'll ask God if there's something in your life that he would have you to lay down because we've got to be willing to be obedient before God can pour out his glory. 
God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. I love you. Have a great day in the Lord. I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.